right, we are back. That was uh, Shore Shore with This Must Be the Place. Standing by to join me is Dr. Donatio, and uh, she is a host of iHeartRadio's Living Above the Drama and Amazon number one best-selling award-winning author as well. Good morning, Dr. Donatio. Hi, good morning, Janie, and how are you? Good. I know we're just going to do a brief segment. I'll have you back on again. Um, but tell me about um, your organization. I know you're a program director with NIWH. Right, and that stands for the National Institute for Whole Health. We are the actual pioneers of the field of whole health. Forty-two years ago, a bunch of us nurses and mental health professionals and other people in the medical field got together and said, you know, there's something really wrong with medicine. Right. And the big thing is is that patients don't have any control over their health care. They're not part of the process. So in 1976, we got together. In 1977, we formed the National Institute of Whole Health, and we have been doing hospital research and development ever since, and also providing continuing education, accredited continuing education for health professionals uh, since that time. And we're actually the only nationally accredited program for post-professional. We're the only program where a doctor or a nurse or a health professional can actually get additional scope of practice or additional credentials. So it's a unique program, and um, it certainly is helping our professionals provide a much better service for their patients. Tell me about uh, what it means, whole health, for people that don't know. Well, our version of whole health, it's funny because if five years ago you went and Googled whole health, Mm -hmm. all you would have seen is us and a website that was wholehealth.com, which is about vitamins. And now everyone has, you know, kind of found uh, what they think whole health is, and they're using it in many, many different, uh, you know, applications. Whole health to us is looking at a person, walking around a person in a circle. There's a physical, an emotional, a nutritional, an environmental, and even a values or worldview spiritual perspective. And we look at all of those aspects and how they impact, interact, and affect a person's life and affect a person's health and wellness. So when we talk about whole health, people don't even realize. They don't even realize that the the creams they're putting on their body, the people they hang out with, the environment, that they work in, the um, some of the more subtle things uh, in right. their life and in their environment is having a tremendous impact on how they feel or if they're getting sick. Yes, and that's one of the reasons I had, um, you know, researched you and your background is because I actually have lived through a lot of things between my own health and my, my daughter's health. We had moved into a house, I tell people this story, and I didn't know that the toxic what is it, off-gassing from the carpeting? Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she was allergic to the carpeting, and it was like this domino effect of different things. And then, of course, grades in school kind of plummet. And you have to, mm-hmm. instead of being upset with your kid, you got to look at the whole picture. Well, not only that, but I think that we're blissfully ignorant of how serious the environment is impacting us. For instance, I have a lot of colleagues at... Um, uh, you know, Dana-Farber, which is a very, you know, very na- internationally renowned uh, cancer hospital. Right. And they, they quietly say, some of them are writing articles, but they very quietly say, you know what, there's been a 37% in ear, brain, temple, and all kinds of head cancer since the use of cell phones. And we have children who are now 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, and they live on a cell phone. Right. And, and we don't realize that there is this, uh, we have an electronic 
uh, emission. We have a whole energy field that is bombarding us day in and day out. And we're blissfully ignorant of it because if you say to people, well, do you realize that sleeping with your cell phone in the room or, uh, you know, talking on your yes. cell phone a certain amount of time a day, this is really impacting your health. They don't really want to hear that. To no, quite like, excuse me, I just you. got a text. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It can be difficult. So the whole idea, what we try to do in our program is we try to demystify everything. We make it simple. If somebody has to use a cell phone, well, we look at ways that they can use one in a, in a safer way uh, so that they're not impacting uh, their their physical body so directly by uh, the radiation that's coming off of things. We're, we're being radiated to death. I'm sorry to tell okay, you this. Okay, I'm terrified but, now. And I'm laughing because, <laughs> you know, um, 25, 30 years ago, nobody would have believed it would have turned into a sci-fi movie that we're living in. I know. See, you can go out and write that now. <laughs> But uh, as far as what we do, we also have a wonderful program for people who are not medical professionals. It's called the Patient Health Advocacy Training. And this is a great training. It includes patient education information, and it includes patient advocacy and some coaching skills. So someone can take this program, and they can sit for the National Board Certified Patient Advocate Exam. So if you have people who are looking for a really exciting, uh, career change, patient advocacy is really huge. The hospitals are hiring, and there are lots of private practices because not only from insurance and legal and, you know, issues that are impacting the elderly, but today going through the medical process is so, uh, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> this morning I have mm-hmm. a patient, I'm a patient advocate as well as a few other things, okay. and I I had to send an email to a cardiologist. I got her email address last week from her office. I sent out the email. Okay. It bounced back. I called the office today. It took me 25 minutes to get the new email address. It bounced back. So you oh, know what I had to do? I had to be creative, and I had to take that address and try, yes. like, five different permeations of the address. <laughs> and I think I might have gotten one through to her. So, And I'm a patient advocate. I get paid to do this. Can you imagine some poor person? who is struggling with health and has anxiety and is concerned about what's going on with them or their family, and they're coming up against these problems, it's really frustrating. You know what else? People that are older, I remember my grandfather years ago, he did not understand voicemail, and he just wanted a person. He just wanted to talk to somebody. Well, of course. Doesn't that make sense? Yes. (laughs) It would be very simple. So we have these situations that are going on. Patient health advocacy is huge. It's a wonderful, wonderful career. And uh, we have people that come in from all walks of life. There are a lot of people who, you know, are paralegals or they may have been uh, executive, you know, in an executive capacity at an office or something. But they feel passionate about writing what's so wrong with our system. And there is so much wrong with it right now. There sure is. What would you, I know we have to wrap up soon. I'm going to want to have you back on again, but what would you like people to know about you and your organization? Well, I have been uh, in medicine for 54 years. Yes, that's true. 54 years. Really? I started in the in the early mid 60s uh, okay. when I took my floor training as a nurse, and I became a nutritionist, and I became a health educator, and I became a chiropractic practitioner, and I've gone through a whole lot of permeations. Mm -hmm. The thing is, for me personally, I am 
still very passionate. People say, how can you be your age and be so passionate about the work you do? I'm passionate because I see suffering. And one of the greatest things I've ever accomplished in my life, besides my three wonderful, beautiful children, is I became a Florence Nightingale scholar. It took me years and years and years and years and years, and I was lucky enough to have Barbara, Dr. Barbara Dossey as my mentor. Okay. Uh, and once I became a Nightingale scholar, I was committed absolutely positively to spreading the word to nurses especially, but then to patient advocacy so that we can change this healthcare system. So if what you want to know about me yes. is I have a wonderful uh, job that I love every day, and uh, I'm never going to retire. <laughs> and the organization, it's, it's a heart-centered, person-centered service organization. We don't make a lot of money, but we are very happy doing the work that we do. Uh, and we don't make a lot of money because we try to keep this an affordable new profession for people. So That's if someone's wonderful. interested in advocacy, give us a look up at niwh.org. That's okay. N as in Nancy, I as in ice cream, W as in William, H as in Harry.org. And you're personally welcome to contact me. Um, my name is Dr. Georgiana Donatio, and my email is gd, just like my name, gd okay. at niwh.org. I'd be happy to help you and happy to chat with you. Fantastic. And uh, I wish you all good good things as far as your journey in healthcare, either as a patient or a professional. Fantastic. I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. I put all your info on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.case. Well, i got to ask you a question. Yes. Where did you get that title from? You know, I wanted something that would represent uh, how we all go through these ups and downs, and I'm so fascinated with how people get out of a funk because there are two roads. You have two choices, not out of the funk and out of the funk, and the stories have been really intriguing from, you know, health and wellness experts to people that have lived through something. Absolutely, and uh, and you've lived through things, too. So thank yes. you for doing the work that you do. And thank you. I would uh, love to come back and talk some more about what people can do, how they can self, uh, really self-advocate uh, for, for their family and, and for their health care needs, because I think self-advocacy is really an important thing to talk about. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in, and I will schedule back on. You are so welcome. Thank okay. you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. 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 That was Dr. Georgiana Donadio, and if you missed any part of this, it will be up on the show blog. Again, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock, and KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM or on Instagram, KUCI-FM, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org, Facebook, I'll go slower, uh, KUCI 88.9. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. We're going to take a little break, and then I have one more guest calling in. Uh, the author is Helen Wilkes, and the name of the book is The Aging of Aquarius. Uh, this is going to be a great conversation, and uh, she has a really intriguing backstory. Uh, she's a Holocaust survivor, and she'll tell us more about her book and all the different things she went through in just a moment. Again, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 